Who is the most underrated actor of all time? It's Dolph Lundgren. Correct. Why? Well, because of his uh, spiky hair, yep. his ice-cold demeanor, and his big muscles. Absolutely. I must break you. Welcome to I Must Break This Podcast. This is the fan podcast celebrating the cinematic career of action legend Dolph Lundgren. Hello and welcome back to I Must Break This Podcast, a fan podcast that takes an in-depth look at the films of action icon Dolph Lundgren. I'm your host Sean Malloy and today is another special interview episode where I had the pleasure of speaking with the director of Dolph's next film, The Tracker, hitting limited theatrical release and VOD on August 9th. But before we get to the discussion, I wanted to remind you all that if you're not subscribing to the show, please do so. Also, please feel free to leave a review for the show, especially those five-star reviews. Those always help. Uh, Also, please check out the Facebook page for the show. Uh, Like it, share it, and continue help spreading the word about the show. I do try to keep the Facebook page updated as regularly as possible with not just updates on the show, but various news articles, trailers, and everything that is out there uh, circulating the world of action cinema. So with that being said, now on to today's episode. Recently, Giorgio Serafini was gracious enough to sit down and chat with me regarding his career behind the camera. Giorgio has directed Lundgren four times, one of which being the upcoming film The Tracker. In this gritty throwback to the revenge films of the 70s, Lundgren plays a mysterious traveler who enters a foreign land, hell-bent on finding the men who took his wife and daughter. The hunter kills its prey, the tracker understands it. Takasan, we have your wife and daughter. Half a million if you want to see them alive. Tonight at 11, no police. Found them this morning. Where are they? I'm sorry. It's Detective La Terza. I have information regarding your family. No one could be trusted in this village. Corruption is everywhere. to live your life without knowing who killed your loved ones. What about the kidnappers? To finance the drug smuggling, he alone covers half of Italy. Revenge? Justice, maybe. Rated R. This is what we like, folks. Dolph taking revenge and kicking ass. The film is slated to be released on August 9th by Lionsgate, and it looks to be an awesome follow-up to his previous blockbuster releases, Creed II and Aquaman. In this discussion, Giorgio and I chat The Tracker, as well as the previous films that he worked on with Lundgren, Blood of Redemption, Ambushed, and Puncture Wounds. We also chat his upcoming film, Senior Moment, a comedy starring William Shatner and Christopher Lloyd. Giorgio was a great guy to chat with, extremely down-to-earth, funny, and a true fan of cinema, especially 
the independent action films that we all love and enjoy. So, for your listening pleasure, is my conversation with director Giorgio Serafini on I Must Break This Podcast. Hi, Sean. Yes, hi, how are you? Fine, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to, to oh, chat with a fan. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, how are you today? I'm doing really good. Working all day, as usual. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that, that's what I was that's what I was going to ask you. Um, you know, just taking a glance at your uh, at your filmography, which is mm-hmm. extremely impressive. Um, it oh, seems like you. you are. Yeah, it seems like you're constantly working. On average, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but on average, you ha you work on about what two to three films a year? Is that right? Yeah, that has been uh, more or less the average in the last few in the last few years, and uh, I definitely uh, will. Uh, start to slow down a little bit but not to do less films is that i i would like i mean i'm working now on uh, bigger projects and of course they need more time to be prepared and finished and everything so you know that's the <laughs> that's how it works well and i was i was going to ask yeah i mean do you ever take breaks or do you prefer to you know constantly stay busy well unfortunately i really like what i do so yeah. I like to stay busy all the time. I love to be on set. I love to be with my family when I'm writing. And most of the time, I also edit at home, uh, depending how much input I have on the editing of, of the film. But because a lot of the films that I'm doing are shot far away from Los Angeles, what I usually do is that I have an editor uh, who works, you know, wherever he is, he's either either in Florida or in Italy, or and then he sends me the material, and then I correct it on my editing uh, facility. So uh, when I write and when I edit, I stay at home, and when I when I'm shooting, well, depends where the film is shot. <laughs> well, and I noticed that you do quite a few films that are that are filmed in Italy. Uh, do you prefer shooting overseas rather than here in the states, or um, not really, actually. Uh, recently, I did uh, uh, I did three films, w- one that I produced and two that I directed in Italy. But it was the first films that I did in the last in Italy in the last ten years. So I did a lot of big TV shows in Italy up until 2009, and then I moved here in the States, did a bunch of films here. And then uh, just last year, I did three films in Italy. And, uh, you know, it's it's very different. I mean, there are very good things about shooting in Italy uh, compared to here, and some of them that are not that good, including the fact that they only shoot nine hours a day instead of 12, which is a big problem. Well, you know, I was curious, you know, from your experience, how is it different getting a film financed in other territories such as Italy compared to the U.S., or is there much of a difference? Uh, There is not much of a difference when you do this kind of movies, like, you know, more or less low-budget action flicks. Um, It always works with uh, private investors and uh, private, I mean, production companies. Um, When you do films that are a little bit more artistic or when you do TV, then it is different. Then uh, the structure of the financing is uh, 
you know, you can access to more um, public fundings in Europe that you can access in the States. Uh, it's, it's a little bit less uh, capitalistic and more, uh, and you have more chances to have your film or your TV series um, partially funded by uh, the state. When when you and I first uh, got in got in contact, I mentioned the tracker, which is yeah. uh, going to be coming out, which I am I am extremely excited for. Um, but before before I ask you about the tracker, um, I was hoping that we could go back a bit. Um, now you were correct me if I'm wrong, but you you were born and raised in Brussels, is that right? Correct. Yes. My well, parents my parents were Italians. I mean, yeah, where they passed. My parents were Italians. They moved to Brussels in Belgium like in uh, a year before I was born. And so I was born and raised there, but I went to an Italian school, which explains why today I have an Italian accent and not a French one. <laughs> okay. Now, was, uh, was, working in, was working in film something that you, you always wanted to do and something you always aspired uh, to do? Always wanted to do. Uh, my father was a big uh, film buff. I think that the first film for grown-ups that I've seen, uh, of course, years after it was released, was uh, it took me to see a re-release of The Bridge on the River Kwai. Um, and uh, after that, you know, I, I always wanted to do films. In Brussels, we had, we still have, a fantastic um, museum of cinema. Uh, so you have an opportunity every, for very little money to watch a huge amount of films, of historical films, on uh, on a big screen. So it's a great way to to get you know to to get into discover films and uh, and the history of filmmaking. So about about how old were you when you uh, made the move to Hollywood? Uh, so that was in '94. So I was 32. So not extremely young, and uh, it was uh, it was tough at first. But you know, uh, I already did by that time. I already did my first feature movie in Italy, and then uh, and then after that, I, I moved here. And that's what I wanted to ask was I imagine that had to be that had to be kind of a difficult transition to make right what was it uh it yes, I mean of course it was, but you know if you don't take those chances uh in life uh then it's uh either you're gonna regret that you didn't take the chance or nothing is ever gonna happen so i I think it's part of the of the whole process. It was tough. It was tough, the fact that my English was not the best. Uh, and uh, and at that time, even worse than today. So, um, so you know, it, uh, yeah, it was not easy. But, um, but what happened? Well, the fun thing is that the first two films, strange enough, the first two films that I did in, uh, in here was in Hollywood, in, L- in L.A., uh, I've been asked to write two fi- two fi- I mean two film of the month for the Playboy Channel, so that <laughs> was my start. And after that, I wrote a movie of the week, and at that time they still had them for CBS. And thanks to that film, things started going pretty well. But it's kind of ironic that I started in Hollywood as a writer, 
considering that English was my third language. Yeah, you know, and that's, I mean, that, that that's not, uh, well, excuse me, it seems like, yeah. I don't want to say it's in, entirely common, but I've, uh, you know, I've heard other stories about, you know, other um, directors, some of their first gigs were, you know, films of that nature, you know, on the Playboy channel or whatnot, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm still upset because I was never invited on set, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, but that was the, the late 90s, so it was a, a very different world. Uh, and it was, you know, it's nice. I mean, the, the fun thing about those films, is I remember the first meeting I had there, and um, they, they liked a script that I wrote, which, had, which was like vaguely erotic, but very vaguely. And it's a, well, okay, if you push a little bit the envelope, we want to buy it, we really like the script. And then they gave me three pages of rules that I had to respect. And that was challenging and fun to do, even if the content of the movie, of course, is not the most artistic <laughs> thing you can imagine. But it was fun to work for a corporation that had a very specific format, and you had to respect that format. That was a, a, a good way to start. Well, one of the uh, one of the many things that, um, that that I admire about you is, I mean, you are extremely prolific. I mean, in addition to directing, you have tons of experience writing and producing. Do you enjoy working in all of those various arenas? Uh, to be honest, I'm I'm not really a producer, which means uh, yes, of course, I produced a few films, but it's most of the time it's because um, uh, I. I know people and I can put people together and uh, and that's basically one of the main things that a producer does. Uh, so I, I happen to produce projects, but I don't like to be a producer, especially when I uh, direct, because I, I usually very much respect the figure of the producer and I really enjoy to have... Um, a creative conversation with the producers, and I always found it very, um, very. Uh, how can I say that? Um, it's it's great to have someone that you can talk to about the project, and even someone that you may disagree. The important thing is that director and producer they all work for the good of the movie. But once you have that understanding that both both figures are there to do the best movie possible, even if there is a disagreement, it's always a, something that adds to the movie instead of taking out from the movie. So to, to answer your question, I love to write, I love to direct. Sometimes I like to edit, even if it's maybe a, too long of a process for, my, for me. I like to be more into the action of things. And, um, and uh, producing it, uh, I will try to avoid it as much as I can. Do you, I mean, when it comes to directing, do you prefer to direct the films that uh, that you also had a hand in writing the screenplay on, or? Uh, no, not really. Actually, okay. in my, uh, in the ideal situation would be to write for other directors and to direct other people, other people's scripts, because I, I really believe in the, in the, the fact that to do a movie, it's a, uh, it's a community. It's a, it's an ensemble of talents that get together. 
So the idea of the writer-director, I mean, of course, there are some projects that I, I wrote and I really want to direct, but usually I like to separate the two if I can. Well, one of your uh, one of your first films was The Good War, uh, starring yeah. the the late great Roy Scheider. Um, that seemed like a really uh, personal project for you. Is that right? Yeah, that was uh, yes. That took a really long time to happen, and I really, really it was very challenging because that film is about Italian prisoners of war in Texas during World War Two, uh, and it's a very interesting story that I discovered when I first dis- when I first had the idea to do this film. So um, even the Italians don't know this story very well. And uh, and this camp was a camp where uh, fascist soldiers were isolated. So I'm obviously not a fascist, uh, but it was interesting to try to study the personality and uh, the ideals that these people had at that specific moment in in, the, in history. So I was fascinated by that. And I'm usually fascinated by historical films. What, what was it like working with a legend like Roy Scheider? You know what? Very easy. I mean, what, what was easy was the fact that we worked... Um, I can't... We worked a lot on the script before uh, we went shooting so it was one, once we started shooting it was easy because we had a perfect understanding of uh, what the script and what the scenes had to be and that was the almost a very similar situation I had more recently with um, with William Shatner um, I did a comedy that is we are finishing now so it's still not released uh, called Senior Moment and uh, it was exactly the same process. Uh, we worked together uh, for probably a month and a half on the script, seeing each other pretty often. And um, and so at the moment that we started shooting, it was fairly easy. There was there were no problems of we knew where we wanted to go with the film. And now, and you've uh, you've also done quite a few films in the action genre. Is is the action genre something that uh, you always wanted to work in, or did you just kind of fall into that over the years? Uh, to be honest, I I kind of fell into that. <laughs> uh, no, no, I have to be honest, but but in a good way. I mean, I I love to work, so uh, it's I that I I take every single project with a lot of enthusiasm. So uh, the way that it happened with action films is that I was doing a lot of primetime shows in Europe back between 2003 and 2009, and even if I was already living in the States. And then in 2009, I told my wife, I said, you know what, I want to stay more in the States, so I think I'm going to stop to do this kind of shows. And those shows were mostly period dramas. Um, and then five days after I landed in LA, I start calling all the producers that I knew just to let them know that I was in town. And one of them said, Oh, you're in town. Okay. Well, I'm going to call you back in an hour. They're like, okay. So an hour later he calls me and he says, well, what, how would you like to do the next Wesley Snipes, uh, action film? 
fell? Well, I would love that. And he goes like, okay, very good. So you have a plane at, eight, at 10 p.m. tonight, and uh, I'll wait for you tomorrow morning in Detroit, and we start in two days. I'm going like, oh, what? Oh, man. <laughs> so to cut a long story short, they fired the original director. They fired the original uh, director of photography. And uh, this producer who was called by the main investors to see if the situation was salvageable uh, called me. And then he called another DP that I never even talked to. So it could have been a disaster, but actually uh, the other DP became a great friend and we ended up by doing four films together after this one. And, um, and that was a fun story. And, and, and it explains why I started to do this kind of films is that we were hired to continue the film. And um, once we, once the new DP and I, Eric Curtis and I, we start watching the material, we said there is no way to continue this film. This, this material is horrible. So we went to the, to the producer. We asked him uh, how many days he still had, and he still had 15 days. And he said, okay, you have to trust us. We're going to reshoot the whole movie. And he went, are you freaking crazy? I said, yes, we, we, we are, but we're going to do it. We're going to do the whole movie. And that's, you know, and that was Game of Death, which, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it was a tough movie to do. We shot it in 15 days, but at the end of the day, we made it work. And, um, and I'm happy about that. And that's why after that, they start calling uh, me for a lot of these projects. One, I wanted to ask you about Game of Death because, yeah, I mean, I, I always uh, I always liked that one. I always thought it was a cool action movie. I mean, but but talk about for being one of your one of your first action pictures. I mean, what a great one to start with, where you get to direct martial artist icons like uh, Wesley Snipes and Gary Daniels. I mean, that had to be pretty cool, right? That was very cool. It was. I love Gary Daniels. I love to work with Zoe Bell. We had the stunt coordinator who was Simon Ree who is a, is a legend, and uh, we worked also on another film. I love the guy. Um, you know, the situation with Wesley was uh, a little bit tensed, but absolutely understandable. Well, first of all, you have to think that he signed in the project to work with another director than me. So, <laughs> obviously, uh, my presence was a, uh, was a little bit... Uh, you know, not, it was not the best thing for him. And then you also have to remember that that was his last film before he spent three years in uh, in jail for tax evasion. Right. Uh, yeah. So it was it was, it was tense. But you know what? That's when I, I I like to say that I invented the matrix technique of directing which means that when the actor shoots at you, you just go down like, uh, like in Reef, and the okay. bullet just comes on the side of you and it doesn't hit you. <laughs> <laughs> because every morning he will tell me, like in front of everyone, he will tell me things that were like, uh, you know, not the most pleasant. And then we go like, okay, let's go to work. Like if nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> But listen, it's all fine. I'm, I was very happy to do the film with Wesley Snipes. I think 
this is my thing about Wesley, is that he is, uh, in my humble opinion, uh, probably the best actor out of all the of the group of the 80s action heroes uh, in terms of really acting abilities. The camera loves him and he, he has done like dramatic roles that are absolutely fantastic. Um, so it's, I, I understand everyone has to pay the bills, but you know, um, it's, uh, it's, I, I would like to see him again. Let's put it this way. I would like to see him again in a great dramatic role, and I really think it could pull it pull it over, you know, you know pull it off. Yeah, you know, I agree with you completely. I think I think he's one of those actors who I mean, and there, there's a lot of actors who can't do this, but yeah, he mm. can do action. You know, I mean, he's a badass on screen, but he oh, can yes. also be funny. He can do um, drama. So I don't think we've seen the last of him, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a resurgence of him here within the next uh, five six years, where he is. Maybe not headlining something theatrical, but where he is, where he's, you know, back on the big screen. Well, you know, I don't know if you remember, because it was a small indie film, but um, One Night Stand, which was a film with Nastasia Kinski. Mike yeah. Siggis directed that just after he did uh, Living Las Vegas. And uh, Wesley won the best actor at the Venice Film Festival for that. And he totally deserved it. And it yeah. was fantastic. So I really hope, uh, who knows, maybe we may re-team one, <laughs> re-team one day, but I, I will, on, a, on a more, you know, meaningful uh, thing. But that said, Game of Death was a lot of fun. It was a huge challenge, a lot of fun. Uh, uh, I wish we had, of course, a little bit more time to prep it than 48 hours. <laughs> That was a stretch. Um, and uh, I wish maybe the script would have been, you know, a little bit more polished than what it was. But what can you do? It's part of the game. <laughs> well, and you've worked with Dolph Lundgren, what, four times now? Yeah. Okay. Four, and I produced a fifth movie uh, just uh, recently. So I'm curious, what, what kind of, what, what does a presence like Dolph Lundgren bring to a project? Because I can only imagine. Well, it's, it's a, listen, I, I really love to work with Dolph. Uh, it's very straightforward. He, uh, when it comes to the action sequences, he, you know, he asks the things that he prefers to do. So it's, it, it becomes almost like a co-directing job. Um, but it's, I would say it's easy to work with Dolph. You know, once you know him, it's a, it's a fun collaboration. The last film we did, The Tracker, we had a lot of fun uh, doing that film. And he really enjoyed uh, being in the south of Italy doing that film. Well, and you and Dolph did three movies back-to-back. I, I really wanted to ask you about this because I, 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 I wanted to ask you about the genesis of these particular mm. projects. So um, you guys did Blood of Redemption, Ambushed, and Puncture Wounds. And I was curious how that particular lineup of films all came about. Were they all optioned to you as like a, as like a package deal to where you had to do all three, or how did that come about? No, no. Um, and by the way, I know that Blood of Redemption came out first, but the first one that we shot was Ambushed, and then Blood okay. of Redemption, and then Puncture Wounds. Um, it all happened thanks to uh, another actor-producer who was involved in it. His name is Gianni Capaldi. 
And uh, Johnny and I uh, were very good friends. Uh, actually, at that time, we, were, we hardly knew each other. That's strange. But uh, he knew about me, and he said, well, would you like to do a film with Dolph Lundgren? I said, I would love to. And so the producer of Ambush was a good friend of uh, Nicolas Chartier, who is the head of Voltage, who, did, who produced uh, Game of Death. So he called Nicolas saying, well, what do you think about this director? And Nicolas said, well, if you have the chance to get him, get him. <laughs> I said, okay. So that's how I did Ambush. And Ambush and Puncture Wounds were produced by the same team. In the middle uh, came Blood of Redemption, um, which was uh, also Danny that brought it to me, but it was a completely different uh, group of producers. So let's say that two out of three were, it was never a package deal, but two out of three, they came more or less together. And uh, and Blood of Redemption came separately. But still all thanks to Gianni Capaldi. Well, one of the things that I always appreciated about each of these films is how vastly different they are. They all are from one another. You know, in Blood of Redemption, um, Dolph is playing this uh, bodyguard to a criminal empire. And then in Ambush, he's a cop. And then in Puncture Wounds, he's like this nasty gang leader. <laughs> you, know, you know, I imagine it had to be pretty exciting working with the same crew, but on separate stories that are all unique from each other. Yes, that's, that, that was great. That was great. Uh, Puncture Wounds... I, I, I think was I, I I cannot say if it was the most fun to shoot, but it's it's probably out of the three the one that I that I prefer. Um, but you know it's I, I it's not like I'm watching my own movies once I finish editing them. So <laughs> once it's done, it's done. And uh, I mean I, I don't spend time to say oh, did I do this one better than the other one, or things like that. So, uh, listen, to work with Dolph, it's a great experience. Um, the tough part is, uh, is the fact that they are shot very, very fast, and very often um, with very little prep. So that's, that's the part that is the most frustrating about this kind of films. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's they're, they're they're a lot of fun to do. Because how long were each of those shoots, if, if you remember? Because like you said, I imagine oh, they were all pretty quick. Oh, all those shoots are uh, between 17 to 18 days. Um, and, the pro and so was also the tracker. The problem, like I mentioned before, is that... Uh, in the States, you work 12 hours a day. When you work in Italy, you work nine hours a day. So all of a sudden, uh, three American days are actually four Italian days. And uh, so 18 days in Italy, it's not as much as 18 days in the States. And that is a big problem when you do these kind of films. I can't imagine, you know, shooting, you know, making an entire movie over the course of le less than a month. I mean, it wasn't always that way. I mean, back in the back in the 80s and the early 90s, you were given more time, right? Yeah, but the market was more, uh, the market was bigger for these kind of films. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, the market shrank and therefore also the, the money. And... Um, 
And so usually that's what you get, which is really the only part in the whole process that is frustrating um, because it's, it's very little. It's very little and, uh, and you become... The, the idea is this. As, as you notice on the three films I did back-to-back, First, you establish a look and a sensibility for the film. Once you establish that, you have to go with your gut instinct because you don't have the time to to do anything else. You just have to solve one problem after another, and your ability as a director, it's more an ability of solving problems than really show um, as well as you can what a great director you are. So it's, uh, it is at times a little bit frustrating, but at the same time, it is a fantastic school. You learn so much by doing films that way. It's so tough that, you know, it's, it's a great training ground. Now, there is a moment where you have to say, you know what, I did enjoy them. I'm happy I did them. I have to go on and do something else. Well, and I, I imagine, I mean, because you essentially use the uh, the same crew for each of those films, so I'm assuming by the third film, you guys all became a pretty well-oiled machine at that point. Yes, yes, we did. And uh, I have to say, we had a fantastic, for all three films, we had a fantastic line producer. His name was Geza Dexy. And unfortunately, Geza passed away on a on a plane accident. Uh, he, he loved to to fly with small planes over Los Angeles and one of them crashed. Uh, but uh, the three films I did with him were, were, were was a lot of fun. And yes, the same crew, an Italian DOP, um, and, uh, you know, more or less the same people. Yeah, that was fun. Well, now, okay, so l- let's let's talk about the tracker. Um, yes, <laughs> I am extremely excited about the tracker. Um, it is coming out uh, a limited release as well as on VOD on August 9th. Is that right? By Lions. Yes, Street, correct. Is that right? On Lions. Street, okay. Yes. Yes. So, how did how did the project of the tracker come about? How did it uh, come across your desk? Well, the tracker is an idea that I wanted to develop, and it's a little bit different than the usual uh, films uh, than the other three films. Um, I wanted to do a film that was very much like a, a, a homage to European uh, um, noir and um, revenge films from the 70s. So it's funny because I read a review that was not very good uh, saying that the tracker looked like a cheesy Italian film from the 80s. And I went like, yes, that's exactly what I was trying to do. <laughs> so it's, it's not cheesy, but uh, I don't think so. But it has that 80s, 70s, and 80s feel. What, what does that mean? It means that, first of all, it's a little bit slower than usual. Uh, the narration, the buildup of the character is slower. And it is not the usual action flick uh, where you have an action scene every 10 minutes, but it's a build-up that brings you to the big action scene sequence at the end of the movie. 
Um, so the structure and the way you, the way it's uh, the story is narrated is a little bit different. And I love the idea to do a film with Dolph in uh, in the south of Italy. It was a, it was a great. Uh, I think it came out really well. It has a uh, the south of Italy, um, Taranto, which is the city where we shot. It has this almost uh, gothic kind of uh, feel. So it's very much like a like a mafioso kind of film. It's it's interesting. Was Dolph always in mind for the lead role when you uh, initially uh, had the idea for the film? Yes, he was. He was. And um, and by the time I I had the film ready to go, um, I haven't seen Dolph for quite a while, so it took me some time to convince him. But then he, he had a great time in the south of Italy. So we we really enjoy working together on that. I mean, on all the films, but especially on that one. Yeah. So, in your opinion, what can uh, what can audiences you know expect from Dolph for this one? How would you say that this particular film is different from uh, uh, Lundgren's previous work? Well, it's definitely uh, less dialogue, so it's it's more. You know, you're talking about a, a foreigner who is uh, who's trying to solve. Um, a crime that has been committed 10 years prior uh, in in a country where he doesn't speak the language. So, of course, he's going to meet a few people that speak English, but, you know, not that many. So the, his character is very silent. My original idea, we didn't go that far, but my original idea was to have a character very much like the old Charles Bronson's films, you know, where he, he would talk very little. I don't know if you remember the 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 first twenty minutes of the mechanic. I yeah. don't think he I don't think he says a word. You know. So that was my original idea. We didn't go that far, but we tried to. Well, you know, I, I obviously I have not seen the film yet, but uh, you know, looking at the trailer and looking at uh, the various production stills and everything, I can definitely say that it does look to. Uh, you know, be on par with a lot of those, um, you know, gritty 70s style films. I mean, so um, I think, you know, from what I've seen so far, I think your, uh, your, your goal has been accomplished as, uh, as far Thank as, as far as that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, son. Well, and you also, you also have another one with Lundgren that is in post-production right now uh, called Hard Night Fallen. Is that right? Yes. That is, uh, well, that came, almost together with the tracker. I mean, it's the same group of investors. After they saw a first editing of the tracker, they liked it so much. They said, oh, would you like to do another one? And I said, listen, I would love to put the package together and I will help uh, the director as much as I can. Um, but I, I was not eager to direct um, another one. So I really like Hard Night Falling. I think Hard Night Falling is probably much more fun and more camp than uh, than the tracker. Um, that said, uh, it was directed by Giorgio Bruno, a young Italian director. I produced it, and I end up, ended up by doing 
not even really a second unit. We 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 split two units and we were shooting at the same time. So we kind of co-directed it, but I said, you know what, Giorgio, and I know we have the same name. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you do you you take directing by and I'm taking produced by, and that's how we split the the work. Now, is Dolph the lead in that one as well, or does he take on more of a supporting role? No, no, he's the lead. He's okay. the lead. Yeah, yeah. He's the lead, and uh, it, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. And we shot that one in Rome, uh, just outside of Rome in a beautiful villa. So, And the whole film, it's, I mean, it's not claustrophobic, but, you know, it's it's in one main location. I mean, you're talking about a huge villa from the Renaissance, so with an, an incredible garden. So, yes, it's one location, but when you watch the film, you don't feel like you're in four walls the whole time. So yeah. now, what's next for you? I know that uh, I know that you have two films in the can approaching release, but um, yeah, you, yeah, you seem like someone who's you know just constantly working. Are you at liberty to talk about anything else that's in the works? Uh, yes. I am. Um, so I have a, I have senior moments that we shot almost two years ago, uh, which is a comedy, and that was such an amazing project. I mean, it's it is an amazing project. Amazing project. Well, first of all, because I had the uh, uh, the, the chance to work, the, the opportunity to work with uh, William Shatner and Christopher Lloyd, um, and then. Uh, and I have to say, the whole cast was amazing. I had Esai Morales, Jim Smart. Uh, I mean, I'm going to forget really important names. But I had I had a blast on that one. And, um, and the great thing for me is that I've never done comedy before. So when the producer called me and said, well, what do, would you like to do a comedy with William Shatner? I said, listen, I would love to do it. But I have to be honest, I never did a comedy. So it's your risk. (laughs) I warned you. So I may be terrible at it. I mean, you know, I I used to be a punk rocker when I was a teenager. I don't know if I can make people laugh. (laughs) And and the producer really trusted me. And not only I had a blast, but from the reactions that I see, uh, it's uh, going to be a big surprise. It's a really cool film. I really like that one. We shot it in Palm Springs in California, and we are really at the very, very end of post-production. So I think that in uh, in six weeks, by, by the mid-September, it's going to be finished. Um, so that that is a film. And the film is a little bit um, like Grumpy Old Man. So it's a, it's a fun love story with, older people, but it's very, very dynamic. And by the way, William Shatter, when we shot, he was already 86. The energy that man has is like unfreaking believable. I remember one day I, I came on set and I said, Bill, you know, because of you, I just insulted my mother. And he goes, no, what happened? What happened, Georgia? Why did you insult your mother? I said, well, it's because my mother calls me and she was complaining and she's, she was 10 years younger than Bill and she was complaining about all the pains and aches that she has. And I said, mom, I'm working with an 86-year-old who, who jumps in the pool, uh, is on all four on gravel, 
Uh, I mean, he does like incredible things. So don't complain. <laughs> and Bill was laughing. So and uh, and Christopher Lloyd was so easy to work with. Um, so anyway, it was a it, it is a fantastic project. I'm very proud of that one. Then I did uh, I shot and I'm in the middle of editing. Uh, an Italian comedy, so that will be a little bit more difficult to see here. I hope it's going to be released with subtitles, but it's really a film that I had in me for a really long time and finally had the opportunity to do it. And it was my first film in Italian, my first feature film in Italian um, since 1992. <laughs> so I only... Previous to that one, I only did my first film in Italian. So, so this was only my second feature film in Italian language. In the middle, I did a lot of TV, but not, not features. And then, um, and now I'm working on a major TV series, which I cannot say too much about it, but I'm going to shoot in 2020 and I'm the showrunner. And I have a major studio as a, as a as a worldwide distribution, but you know we're signing the contract, so I can't talk too much about it. But it's a period piece. It's set in 1620, and we're gonna shoot in Europe, not in Italy, but in Europe. So, it's, and it's of course English speaking, so it's gonna be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. That's I love period pieces. I love big armies with people, are uh, horsemen, and you know, yeah, and ships and explosions. <laughs> All that. Well, 2019 has looked to be a phenomenal year for you. Um, 2020, I think, is uh, going to be just as successful. So congratulations to you on everything, and uh, and best of luck to you here in the next year. I'm really looking forward to all of these projects, especially the Tracker, which, uh, again, is coming out August 9th by nice. Lionsgate. And it, and it seems to be getting a pretty good size, pretty you know, a pretty heavy push and release. That's got to be pretty exciting to see, right? Very exciting. Very yeah. exciting. I'm very happy about it. Well, Mr. Well, Serafini, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Anytime. Talk I really appreciate soon. it. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.